One summer in college, first actual summer after my freshman year, I had a job in concrete construction. If you've never had a job in concrete construction, especially when I lived in a place that had temperatures over 100 degrees regularly, then uh, you would not understand that you are the low man on the totem pole and that that is a dirty, nasty, hot job. Um, It was amazing to me when we started how much I didn't know. I hadn't grown up in a real handyman house, so there was not a lot of knowledge I had about doing such work. First day, I show up, and uh, we've got to drive these spikes into the ground for these steel frames. The foreman on the job hands me like a 16-pound sledgehammer, and this other guy's holding the spike, and now I've got to drive this spike into this form, and I take a swing. And this is from a guy who's hardly swung a hammer. I miss... And I almost crushed the guy's hand who's holding the spike. This man who is holding the spike proceeds, uh, after I almost crush his hand, barely miss it, to use a combination of syllables, vowels, and consonants strung together in such an artistically poetic way that I had never uh, encountered in my life. It was amazing. (laughs) Uh, He definitely let me know he was displeased. Uh, Very quickly, I had to learn how to swing that sledgehammer, drive those spikes in the ground. I mean, the whole summer was just a crazy, like, quick catch-up on uh, learning a ton of things and developing my strength. And here's the way that I think about Uh, this for what we're going to talk about today with leaders. Most leaders that I know are thrown into a situation and a dynamic that they're just not prepared for. And so very quickly, they start crushing some hands and hurting people. And that's what I want to talk with you about today. And here's what it's about. It's about learning how when you mess up relationally or when there's a relational discord and it may not be your fault, how to repair that right? How to get that back on track. Because, and this is why it follows what we talked about last week. Last week we talked about being hungry to grow. Because if you are a leader and you are moving something forward, and if you're moving your life forward and you're hungry to grow, the crazy thing is it will cause relational discord because not everybody wants to grow. Not everybody sees the vision and you got to help them see it. On top of that, you're human and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to do some things the wrong way. You're going to do some things the right way too, but you got to learn how to very quickly get everybody back together on the same page. Um, You know, I've joked with you before about when I look back at pictures from my like early 20s, mid 20s, I was leading people twice my age. I felt really insecure, had something to prove. Um, It's very awkward phase and my hair was thinning and I needed to cut it and I was wearing clothes that was trying to impress people twice my age and it wasn't really who I was. And I'm in this context where I'm, I've got a team of people and I'm making some good calls and I'm doing some things right, but I'm also making some bad calls and I'm hurting some people. And what I had to learn in the context of that situation was, whether it was a mistake that I made or not, how to relationally get things back on track, how to get it into a place from uh me being insecure or someone else being insecure uh, and maybe hurting them, maybe crushing their hand because I don't know how to swing the sledgehammer 
to actually moving us forward. And so I want to talk to you about a skill today, and that skill is just learning to repair tears. And repairing tears is a relational tears, is a not clothing tears. Uh, Repairing tears is a learnable skill just like anything else. And I want to break it down for you and just with really three simple actions you can take. These three simple actions will help you repair the tear. So how do you do it? Okay. First, look inside. That's it. First, you look inside. Here's what I mean. Love is hard. Relationships are messy. Leading a team can be complicated because everybody's coming in with their stuff, plus you got your stuff. And so the reason you look inside is you've got to take the next step with yourself first. And part of taking the next step with yourself first is to, to be gentle with yourself, but to really dig deep. Go spelunking. Why did you get insecure and react the way that you did? Why did you ignore the issue for so long? Why? And then fill in the blank. Whatever happened. And, and it's almost like you've got to risk your heart with yourself first before you risk it again with others. You've got to risk yourself relationally with yourself first before you risk with others because you're going to look at the truth and you're not going to beat yourself up and you're not going to try to rush into fixing it with them. You're going to sit and learn your truth. Um, There's a lot of people that feel insecure when a tear occurs and there's a sideways energy that's happened and then they want to rush to that person and go, I need to work this out right now. And what they could actually say after that is, I need to work this out right now because I feel insecure where I stand with you. Secure people know how to give space as it's needed until the other person's ready. So sit with yourself first. Look inside. That's the the step one. Step two, use words to repair the tear. Now, actions are going to come, and we're going to get to that in a second. But second, use words to repair the tear. See, a lot of time, what hap- a lot of times what happens for people is they spiral downward. They make that first relational mistake, and they get insecure. And so they lose a connection to the present moment in that relationship. And they don't know how to use the mistake to propel the relationship forward. Instead of it spiraling downward, you can use the mistake to propel it forward. Here's how. Because the first step, you looked inside, you sat with yourself, you know your truth, then you speak your truth, and the other person hears the authenticity and vulnerability, and they can relax knowing they're going to be safe. You know, now you got to make sure you're not BSing yourself. There are plenty of insecure leaders that would come to speak their truth, but it's actually another way to manipulate or overpower or deceive. But if you really get in touch with it and you know your truth and you speak it, the other person goes, ah, internally they relax. And the clarity with which I speak my truth when a, when a tear occurs may even help them put their truth into words. It's really cool. If when I can say to them, hey, I was afraid that blank, so I blank. Now let me fill those in. It's going to help them see their truth. I was afraid when you shot down the idea in the meeting, you were actually opposed to it. So I got defensive and powered up and tried to shut you down. Whoa. Now, maybe they were. Maybe they were opposed to it. Maybe they were trying to tear it down. Or maybe they were just offering some objective viewpoint so that, you know, they could help make what your idea was even better. 
And it didn't mean that they were anti that idea. They just wanted to help improve it. You don't know until you jump in to repair the tear. But you stepping in and saying, I was afraid of this, and so I did this, helps relax the conversation. Now, I know there there are some people out there in teaching and training that would say this gives up too much of the power relationally. Humility is the only force that can't be overpowered. It can't be destroyed. Yes, we need to have good boundaries. Yes, we need to be wisely vulnerable. But if you can authentically speak your truth about what's happening, especially when you're the team leader or the leader of the organization, you actually pave the way for others to face their own stuff and be honest. So what I would like for you to think about doing when you use words to repair the tear and you own your stuff with as much authenticity as possible, uh, own your part of it like it was 99% of the problem. I'm not talking about having improper boundaries, but I'm just saying even if you feel like you're only 1% of the problem, own it with a sense of humility like you're 99% of it. You don't have to put it to numbers. I'm just saying as you engage it, when you think about it that way, it's going to impact your tone. And it's not like you're giving an understanding of why you did what you did just so that they'll reciprocate it. You're truly owning it. Um, You know, we used a work one a second ago. Let's use a personal one. When you asked me about uh, the situation this weekend with uh, whether or not we were going to um, go up state and meet my parents, um, I ignored your text because I felt like what I had shared with you about what I wanted to do this weekend wasn't important. And it was a way that you devalued our relationship, right? You speak such honest truth when you do that. Uh, You relax the relationship. You're using words to repair the tear. And it's hard to admit these things. It's hard to say, I lied, I deceived, I was angry, I was afraid, I was confused, I don't know, I need help. But these honest confessions are how we repair the tear. And once you use words to repair the tear and you kick this into motion, you want to make sure that you close that part of the conversation this way. Take all the time you need and let me know when you're ready to talk about this some more if you want. Hang out. Get back together. Uh, if, it's, if it's work, dive back into this project. Uh, get the timeline adjusted. If it's uh, personal, binge watch Arrested Development or Stranger Things or whatever you have going on. So... We want to use, we want to look inside. We want to use words to repair the tear. Third, we want to take realistic and focused action. So this is where you're not just using words, you you know, you're not just talking, you're actually walking it out. See, ultimately your words are just going to be BS unless you're willing to invest in your growth to not keep repeating your behavior that caused unnecessary pain. Um... You've got to do that looking inside. Ultimately, also, your words will be just BS unless you're willing to recognize what uncommunicated systems in your family or work predicated those choices. So you want to surface those. You want to put something in place to change those systems. Let's get realistic. If the family schedule is kind of crazy and everybody's running in different directions and there is a 
pressure on one of the parents, oftentimes the mom, to be the go-to admin person for the family. And then people get mad if she doesn't make sure all the homework's done in time or everybody's where they should be. Um, This has come up in a number of situations where my advice is, and I've watched my wife do this. It was amazing. She just put a command center up in our kitchen. And then the command center can take the energy off of her having to make sure it all happens. The command center is the bad guy, if you will. Hey, you wonder where you need to be? Look up here. I don't have to hold you accountable to this. This does it. So realistic, focused action is understanding that, hey, situations are going to occur again where the tear occurs Let's change something so it doesn't keep repeating. Uh, This is oftentimes what I'm trying to do with leaders in establishing meetings and meeting rhythms that are tight and focused. Um, If you want to take realistic, focused action, so the tear occurs and you want to repair it, now we're going to change how we do the meetings so you're more accountable for what you say you're going to do. Or there's space for pushback and changing and shaping the idea. One of the things I do when I help people set up meetings, we just go through a rhythm of inform, discuss, act. And what that allows space for is pushback. But it also creates an accountable timeline. You said you would do this by here. And because you said you would do this by here and you didn't, uh, we need to talk about that. So taking realistic focused action means I am going to put something in place that prevents unnecessary tears from occurring again in the future. And interestingly enough, just like I was talking about the command center, if you do an agenda well in a meeting, the agenda can take the energy of being the bad guy. It doesn't have to be you. All of this to say today, relationships don't build themselves, but the work you put in can give you a rewarding payoff because there is nothing like knowing and being known. And if you're going to take a great climb with a group of people and develop a tight community, you're going to unintentionally smash some hands and wear clothes that are not really right for you. (laughs) Um, But you can repair that tear. Hey, and if you're interested, I'll put a link um, in the podcast that'll go out to the email that people are getting for uh, that are a part of this coaching program, where I will uh, give you the meeting training that we do with people. It's just a, a course that I did on YouTube. It's just walking through some keynote slides free, and it can help you with this. I'll also put something on there with uh, tough conversations because you can always improve your ability to do those communicating well grows relationships. All right. Hey, thanks for being here. Have an awesome rest of the day. Hope you're feeling those fall vibes like I am uh, in the part of the country where I live. That's kind of like a shining, bright, beautiful season. Um, So yeah, enjoy it. Soak it up. Pumpkin everything. Peace out.